I live in San Diego, barrier of entry is significant. Absolutely, yeah. For me to cash flow in San Diego, it's not long-term rental. Yeah. It's short-term rental and I have a short-term rental and it's done well for me. That being said, I like the idea of cash flowing in the Midwest. That's where my access, if I was just by myself, is minimal to none, to be frank, right? Yeah. And that's where you and I had partnered the idea that, hey, you're here, you're here in the Midwest, you have access, you have, you have contractors, you have all the infrastructure in place, uh, and we on the West Coast maybe have some more capital to dump into the Midwest, things oh, like yeah. that. So that's where the, the combo have come together. Finding out where your infrastructure is, is where 100% is the starting point for me. What's one thing when you're looking at a new market from a data perspective, what's one or your top three or four things that you look at in regards to, hey, I'm looking at this map of the United States. What should I be looking at to determine what market I go into? How do we start these off saying hello? Hello, how are we doing? What's up? Today's the day. My name is Mark. Hey, Adam Rare here. And we are Cherry Pick Capital? Cherry Pick Capital. Yes, sir. Yes. Well, let's just get the elephant out of the room. Listen, what happened was uh, I was helping an, an elderly lady across the street, as one does, you know, like, hey, let me just make sure that she's going to be okay. Uh, helping her along the way, and all of a sudden, a car came by. Man, almost hit her. What? I throw her out of the way with my massive strength. Yeah? Yeah, and I tumble roll out, but listen, what happened was... Tumble roll? Yeah, I tumbled out of the way of the car, fortunately. Yeah. But, however, uh, I did get hit with a side mirror right there, square in the forehead. What'd you say? Square in the forehead, right there. Yeah, so you, uh, what it happens? Super distracting. Yeah, so. You mean your third eye? That's how you grew your third eye? Yeah, it looks like Harry Potter, but horizontally. Yeah, so. it looks like a, no, it looks like an eyeball. Eyeball? It's just closed, it's sleeping. <laughs> you got two eyes, you got two eyes awake and one eye sleeping. Why are you licking your lips as you say so that to you, me? Your brain, <laughs> your brain, oh, I like that. your brain. Oh, that looks good, good huh? Your, brain. your brain's that third capacity. Man, wow. So anywho, here we are now. Good luck, but Yeah, so we are going to talk about outside of my forehead and what's going on here with saving <laughs> the elderly. Well, let's talk about how to find a market. And you're not always subjected to where you live today. I think, you know, naturally when you're first looking at real estate or whatever, it's always in your, your home market, which I think has definite advantages for sure, 100%. Uh, but a place like where I live, for instance, San Diego, your barrier of entry is significant. So yeah. how, how would we, and how do I, and how have we in general in the, the historics, uh, gone out, analyzed markets and understood, Hey, we're going to go after this market for these reasons and then go execute. So that's really the, the topic of the day today is, is how we determine a market, why we've picked what we've picked within the Midwest. And then just in general, for people listening, some of the big pieces of the puzzle to make sure that you can put into place and analyze correctly before you sink your teeth in. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think you definitely need to dive as deep as you can in the local market that you're in before yeah. you consider going outside of your market. It was, uh, and it still is to a certain extent, uh, a buzzword. It's like an ego type thing. Sexiness, like, dude, I'm in multiple markets right now. I'm in this one, this one, this one. Where in reality, you got to dive deep into your own market before considering going elsewhere. Majority of the time, if you're thinking, hey, I need to go into this other market, there's probably more deals to be had in your own market before you go out elsewhere. Sure. But like you said, for markets like San Diego, San Francisco, places in California or ones on the East Coast or wherever, Southwest, it's um, there's certain markets where the price point to get into a deal can be seven figures and compared to the Midwest where you can get into some for a low five-figure range. So exploring other markets and knowing what to look for is, is definitely something that we'll dive into. There's a lot of different things that will come up that you may not think of up front. Um, we've gone to different markets, me and you, you have on your own. Sure. I have outside of you. So we'll be talking about some of the stuff that we learned going into new markets and some of the stuff that we wish we'd have known beforehand before we explored going into that uh to that market yeah absolutely some questions to dive into a bit when you're looking at doing expanding to a new market or just looking at a market period mm -hmm. um infrastructure is one in regards to your available resources if you want to dive into to that a little bit for starters i think about who i know and what pieces of the puzzle i already have solved I always go back to, it's it's my engineering mind of breaking down a larger problem of how do I get from A to B and what are the pieces to get me there? And so I, I talk about puzzle pieces oftentimes because that's the way my brain works. And Legos or puzzles? Uh, puzzle, yeah. More, Although I did like Legos. You're more of a puzzle guy? Yeah. Anywho, so <laughs> the idea of having different puzzle pieces to, to get the full picture together is the way that I describe problems because it starts to make sense to me that it's like, hey, I, I need these 10 pieces to get to the end solution. And now I have five figured out. So the idea of infrastructure is important because if you're starting into a fresh market, for instance, you got to figure out uh, who are the contractors in the place? Who are your brokers? Or how do you go find a good deal? How do you analyze a good deal? How do you understand that the rents in that market are going to be good? All of those things start to add up. And now you're thinking about, okay, where is my infrastructure? So when I'm thinking about it, first stop is home base. Home base for me is where I live. So is there a way for me to maximize my area? Is there an opportunity here where I can cash flow, I can create income, all of those things. Second piece, so I live in San Diego, barrier of entry is significant. Absolutely, yeah. For me to cash flow in San Diego, it's not long-term rental. Yeah. It's short-term rental and I have a short-term rental and it's done well for me. That being said, I like the idea of cash flowing in the Midwest. That's where my access, if I was just by myself, is minimal to none, to be frank, right? Yeah. And that's where you and I had partnered the idea that, hey, you're here, you're here in the Midwest, you have access, you have, you have contractors, you have all the infrastructure in place. 
and we on the West Coast maybe have some more capital to dump into the Midwest, things okay. like that. So that's where the, the combo have come together. But finding out where your infrastructure is, is where 100% is the starting point for me. Where is, I'll call it low-hanging fruit. Where are your low-hanging fruit? What have you figured out? Who could you lean on? Do you have friends, family, cousins, whoever that is, to be able to open up some doors for you? Or are you just starting a completely fresh market? So that to me is, is item number one. Before any market research, before any other things, that really is an important piece. Yeah, I think even to take a step back a little bit though is when doing the market research, defining what you want to do in real estate to get to the basics is, That's do I want to do fix and flips or I want to do rentals? What, what do you want? Do you want to be passive investor? Is one identifying what strategy you want to go after? After a while, after you get into real estate and you've got the business set up a little bit, it's super easy to incorporate a lot of different strategies into your business. But really, if, if you're looking into a new market and you're newer into real estate, you got to go into the mindset of, hey, what's a, what do I want to do first and foremost? And then mm -hmm. two, how does that market fit this needs? And then that also kind of leads into one have at least a couple extra strategies when you're getting into a deal. So sure. when you're analyzing a market, a lot of people may start off with wholesaling per se, because it takes very little money to wholesale. But again, to have multiple extra strategies, you could also be like, hey, in this market, I want to wholesale. But if shit hit the fan and I had to hold on to property, how would this thing perform as rental? So that way, when you're going into deals, you can look at deals from a different perspective because you know, hey, it hits this criteria, doesn't hit this. If I get into this, I know I have these other exit strategies is, is, if need be. So market research, I think, often depends on what you want to do as a, as a real estate strategy overall. Yeah, that's a good point because I brought up San Diego. I'm not doing long-term rent in San Diego. Yeah. But I'm doing short-term. Yeah. I love the idea of flipping in San Diego. My short-term rental was essentially kind of heavy renovation into a short-term rental that strategy is different than what we're doing in the Midwest. Yeah. Right. Like absolutely. we're, we're looking to go and, and do long-term rental in the Midwest, the short-term rental, the market's not there long-term rental it is. And then you look in San Diego and I'm not going to cash flow with long-term rental, uh, but I love the idea of flipping as well. So yeah. like, we're going to go after some flips. Yeah. So thinking about the overall strategy is an important part of how you're analyzing the market and, and what you're going after and why, right? Yeah, absolutely. What's one thing when you're looking at a new market from a data perspective, what's one or your top three or four things that you look at in regards to, hey, I'm looking at this map of the United States. What should I be looking at to determine what market I go into? Yeah, there's a wide range of factors. For starters, I'll call it barrier of entry. So what's median cost of, of a house? What are you looking at? What's the median cost of rent? What is that margin there? And and that starts to pull together a picture around that's a good deal for me, what my strategy is, what you said at the beginning, right? My strategy, for instance, I want cash flow. I want to see money coming back to me. I want it to be able that I'm already paying my mortgage and expenses and I'm still cash flowing. Well, that starts to dwindle my markets now down to things that I can look at market rates, what a acquisition cost is, what interest rates are, and build out the story of, yeah, that starts to make sense, or that just, that will never add up. Yeah. 
and I, I brought like at the beginning, right? In California, very, very difficult to cash flow on buildings, but your appreciation oftentimes is significant. Absolutely. Yeah. And some uh, strategies, some real estate investors really bank on the idea of appreciation. I like the idea of cash flow and no matter what happens in the market, market could go down 20%, I don't care. I'm not selling. I'm gonna continue to make money. I'm gonna continue to cash flow. And when the market comes back up, I'm in a great position to do it. I'm not worried about it. I'm still cash flowing based on my income, my expenses, my mortgage, things like that. So that's a, a big piece of it. The second piece is really economic growth, demand in the area, jobs in the area. So I kind of relate all of those three together. Yeah. Um, so I don't know, you know, maybe you can touch on how we find found that data historically, what you look for and what is maybe I'll call like a sexy market based on that. Right. Yeah. We utilize, uh, it's called the internet. I don't know if very many people have heard of it. Oh, you go on your computer and that's, that, you can access that good. the World Wide Web, mm -hmm. like www. People call it for short. Mm -hmm. um, on the in interwebs, though, is all sorts of free information. And yeah. I mean, you think about it back in the day, 20, 30 years ago now, when you're doing research on a market, would you get? I, I'm I'm kind of asking this. I don't because I don't know. Would you get an encyclopedia? Probably not. Or where would you go to the library? Um, I wasn't analyzing deals 30 years ago. I would have been Neither four years I, old. So that does not help. Yeah. You would have been question. nine. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So were you analyzing deals? That's pretty impressive. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Man, no, you've been slamming deals that long. What's what? Scott picked dude. a good partner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, before the, before the interwebs, like nowadays, so much free information online. There's a yeah. ton of websites you can subscribe to. And get really in-depth data on um, population growth and jobs and who the big employers are in the area sure, and whatnot. Yeah. Even Chat GPT will spit that out now. Chat, right. yeah, this is pretty gnarly. Uh, yeah. That's that's almost a whole different episode for us to record. Is what Chat's doing to change the landscape of, of real estate? Really, one thing for me was talking to lenders in the area of, hey, I'm interested in, in this market. I'd see who certain who the banks were there, or I'd do some networking to find out different lenders, and then from them talk to them. Those guys are on top of what's going on in the local market, how the economy is doing, the things that they look for in regards to hey, I'm going to lend on this asset, and hey, this asset may be where we're located, or this asset may be out of town or out of state. And if it is out of town or out of state, what do they look for in the market that they may potentially lend in. So uh, I, I've i always historically have leaned a lot on what the lenders look for in certain markets. And then from that, I'll go in, onto the interwebs and also research. To me, population growth and jobs is huge. So we've invested out of state. And again, going back to what I just mentioned a second ago is the lender was asking, hey, we were looking at an apartment complex in a different state. And the first thing the lender said, hey, how's the economy doing there? What's the population like? Who's the big employers? So before you, before they ask you that question, that should be something that you should be able to go in and research. And then that way you're ready for those questions to come up. But jobs is huge. So if we're going to buy an apartment in, let's say, Iowa, and it's 100 units, well, hey, these 100 tenants or 100 plus tenants, 
what's what's a common job in that area that they may come from and from there you kind of backtrack hey so these jobs in the area what's their average pay is their average pay that's an important one minimum wage is it yeah. 25 dollars an hour 30 dollars an hour what does that look like and then is it growing is right it, is it growing and then from there it's like okay average pay in this area is this so can they afford if if we try to charge eight nine hundred dollars for this apartment can the average person in this town afford that or can they not so really diving into that stuff and opportunity for growth so the reason why some of those hubs within california is uh much higher than other hubs within california for instance i speak on behalf of California, right? <laughs> like I've been living here. Mr. In Cal- different, Mr. California. Mr. California, Mr. Worldwide. Yeah, no, uh, just Mr. California. You think about the Bay Area in particular, San Francisco Bay Area, LA, they have historically been more expensive than San Diego, for instance. And I, I always look at this, man, this is crazy. I, I could live at the beach for what I'm uh, buying a house like in downtown San Jose for. This makes no sense for me, for me as a like cost of living and livelihood and things like that. Which was but, a real life scenario. Yeah, I ended up trading a house in San Jose downtown for a house at the beach. It's like, man, this is a great <laughs> trade. I'll take <laughs> yeah. this all day. Yeah. But the big thing is, is jobs. San Diego did not have the high paying jobs that the Bay Area does or LA does. And LA is only, you know, hour, two hours away. Uh, so you think about it in that light and it really is an impact. It really is how your investment is going to make more money is if you have jobs in the area that are paying well, stable, and going to continue to grow, they're going to want to invest in housing that they want to be in. They want to stay in somewhere safe, secure, happy, all of those things that make a big difference. Yeah, and it makes me randomly think about I've invested in smaller markets and rentals to where yeah, done all done all the studying of the data saying hey, this is affordable rents in this area, mm-hmm. but if the if the population growth is stagnant per se and where there's not a ton of jobs in the area, even though you could rent out a unit for let's just say 800 bucks, sometimes in this market I'm talking about, it could take 2 or 3 months for somebody to for you to find somebody that's willing to pay that 800 bucks. Yeah. And when you think about it, having that unit sit on the market for three months, you have three months lost rent at $800. That's $2,400 that you've lost out on until you find that tenant. Um, That's a big thing to look at too is, hey, how quickly can I rent this out? Is there, again, are we attracting a lot of new people to this area to where when rails come up that they can be leased out quick? Or is it something that's, hey, it's stagnant, there's not a lot of people moving in here. The people that are moving are moving from one house to another or from one apartment to another. So if they're moving from one apartment, let's say to your apartment, why are they moving apartments? Like, are yeah. they getting kicked out or what's going on? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that population growth and, and jobs is, again, to reiterate it, huge if you're looking into another market, especially for rental properties. Yeah, absolutely. And then you think about that time, 2,400 bucks, over that three month period, right? If you had just dropped, let's say, forty dollars a month and it got it rented, yeah, uh, that's significant, right? Absolutely, yeah. You'd end up with eighty months of trying to make that up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Did like, you do that math in your head. There it is. Well, yeah. Holy smokes, mathematician, huh? Eighty months. So, yeah, the fact of it sitting vacant is so significant. It's huge, and picking that right 
time or that right dollar amount that ends up maximizing your rent, but also making sure that it's rented as effectively and quickly as possible is really important. Yeah. So what do you think some ways, if you're looking at another market, how you can mitigate certain risk going into other market, other markets? Uh, so for starters, the ability to have a resource there is always advantageous. Me picking a place in Montana that I know no one, I have no infrastructure, I'm starting fresh. You really got to have a rationale as to why. I love this market because X, Y, Z, and I'm going to spend the next 10 years in this market. Like you got to commit and you're going to be there for a long time. Yeah. Otherwise, it's like, why did I just set up all this infrastructure? Because you're going to have to go from ground up and you're going to have to set up the infrastructure. Because So for that, for me, is an important piece of just where I would start. I start with my network. I start with where I could be and why that's better than somewhere else within my existing network. If none of those fit the bill, I'm going next to analyzing markets, analyzing studies. What is a low barrier of entry along with high income that I can cash flow? That's an important piece and then building my infrastructure from there. But I recognize that now from there on out, I'm spending a good chunk of time to build my own infrastructure. I'm flying there. I'm going and building out the team that's needed to be able to support my real estate business. So that's an important piece of risk mitigation, understanding what's needed and then going out and finding the right folks to get it done. And because you're not by yourself, you're gonna have a team. Yeah. And, com and committing to it. It's yeah. not, hey, I, I identify this market. Yeah. I give it this shot. It's I bought two units and now I'm on to the next unit. Yeah. No, I'm 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 analyzing it like I'm gonna buy two thousand units in this market. Yeah. And especially to establish good relationships with contractors, yeah. banks, things like that. Mm -hmm. You need to be doing a decent amount of deals and not just doing all this research just to go in and do a deal and that's it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that was fun. Now let me go try this other one because I heard it could be better. No. Yeah. You're in. You're committed. Yeah. Chasing chasing shiny objects is one, I think, what leads some people to go into a new market because, hey, this sounds super sexy. I want to go and do it. Yeah. Um, but then, too, it, it's one of those things to where just need to stay focused and say, hey, I'm going to commit to this. And even giving yourself, hey, I'm going to commit to this for six months. I want to try to achieve these goals in six months. But if you're just, hey, I'm, I'm into this for to do a deal or two, that's not really the reason to look to go into other markets. Yeah. Sit there, focus, crush it, then just keep crushing. <laughs> so <laughs> don't go into another market yet. Easy peasy, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but that is how we look at, at markets. People have asked us, how do you look at market? How'd you end up in the Midwest? How did, how did you end these things? And, and these are things that that we have consciously decided we're not going to go after boiling the ocean. We're going to go to home base. We own and, and operate real estate within Omaha, Nebraska as, as home base for us. We'll go to Des Moines. We'll go to Fort Madison, Iowa. We'll go to Council Bluffs. We'll, we'll go and continue to expand it from there. But that's home base and maybe a bullseye for us, and we'll continue to expand. And then for me being in San Diego, I love the San Diego market. I'll continue to grow the San Diego market, but in a different strategy than what we have here in the Midwest. Absolutely, yeah. So what's a, what do you think a takeaway is from what we chat about? One takeaway. I think start, I'll, 
I'll call it start with your strategy, start with what I call your, your bullseye. This is a sweet spot for me for these reasons. I know the, these pieces of the puzzle, these individuals that can help me to get to my solution. So I would call it start with your bullseye and then you can grow out from there. But what is your strategy? What do you really want out of a deal? You want to flip? Okay, that's a different strategy than I want to buy a place and hold it for the next 20, 30 years and pass it on to my relative, whatever it is. But that's a very different strategy, a flipping strategy than a long-term rental strategy. And so getting clear, very clear on your goals, your aspirations is very important. And, and that would be the, the key takeaway. Nice, bud. You did good. All right. Did you, uh, did you say anything during this podcast? I, I got distracted by your uh, third eye. And I'm sorry. Did you say something? <laughs>